The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory when Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority do you do these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. Jesus said to them, truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. The problem is the mind of Jesus a mind of humility, of selfless compassion, of looking first to the interest of others. That sort of mind is just not a good fit in our culture. And the challenges that the world sets before us, it's a lovely bit of scripture. It's something that has a familiar ring to us. We can even hum a hymn or two that carries the same message. But when it comes to putting that lifestyle into practice, well, that just doesn't strike us as 
doable. It's not practical. If you want to get ahead in this world, then you must be nimble and skilled at putting yourself forward. Whether it's getting into college or getting a tea time at the country club. Don't expect success if you're not putting yourself out there. And yet, St. Paul's words remain. They are central to the canon of Christian scripture. One might even say that they are the gospel in a nutshell. But we still think, not very practical. The details of how Michael got there are not important, but soon after college, my friend found himself working for a law firm in the Deep South. He was assigned to Gordon, who was on death row, and the goal was to get his sentence commuted from death to life in prison without parole. As Michael visited Gordon week after week in prison, along with the legal work, Michael would read scripture with Gordon, and they prayed together. And when all the options were exhausted and his death sentence was about to be carried out, Michael was the one to whom it fell to be Gordon's very last visitor. They read scripture and they prayed. They talked and laughed and cried. Before Michael left, he told Gordon one more time just how sorry he was that they were not successful in their appeals and asked if there was anything, anything more that he could do. You have done everything you could, Gordon said to Michael. You have been a good friend and I will always be grateful But there is one thing I would like to say to you before you leave, Michael. Anything, Michael replied. Anything. I want you to know, Michael, that I'm afraid. I'm afraid because tonight I know I'm going to meet that little red man. Michael was not sure what Gordon meant at first. Meet the little red man? And then it dawned on him. Gordon was convinced that he was going to hell where he would meet the devil. And Despite all their conversations and Bible study, despite all the reassurances of God's forgiveness, he was still afraid of the devil and of everlasting punishment. Michael, I'm afraid I'm going to meet 
that little red man. When Michael finally gathered his wits, he offered a reply that by his own admission could only have been inspired by the power of the Holy Spirit. Gordon, he said, I don't believe you're going to hell tonight. I don't believe that you are going to meet any little red man. But I'll tell you what. If you do, if tonight you find yourself in hell, do one thing for me. Save me a seat. If tonight you find yourself in hell, Gordon, save a seat there for me beside you. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. I just have to wonder what our world would be like if we were less self-interested and more like Michael. More of the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. What do you think it would look like if we were better at cozying up to the people living in hell who need us? And a little less willing to be always cozying up to those who can help us get somewhere. What if that is the life that Christ calls us to in our baptisms? Sitting by the people who are the world's castaways. Wrestling with those in the real bitter slogs of their everyday hell. One crisis after another. Dead-end jobs, cycles of poverty or endless domestic violence, addiction, Cancer, loneliness, and, and, and. You get the picture. You've been with some of those people in the nosebleed section, the cheap seats of their own private hell. Truth be told, I've got plenty of undesirable places to sit in my own hell, and I bet you do too. But let's be honest. Rarely is our response to that self-sacrificing. Rarely is it a lifestyle that can carry the least among us over the long haul. We falter, we crumble, we get tired. And more often than not, we find ourselves right back in the familiar and culturally validated patterns of our own self-interest and survival. Oh, we might start out like that one son saying yes, but before long we flag. And we are right back where we started Captive to sin and unable to free ourselves, just like it says in the handbook.
The way of God is not to avoid that wrestling or questions or to bury them in shame. The way of Jesus is the way of the cross, not to step, sidestep all the hell that is to be had, but to meet it head on and to bleed it dry. The way to life that really is life is to be there with one another in the deep, dark places. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Gordon's first inclination about saving Michael a seat was to dissuade him. You would never need a seat in hell, Michael. You are the best person that's ever been in my life. No one has loved me or cared for me the way you have. Why would I ever need to save you a seat in hell? And again, under the power of the gracious spirit, Michael found himself saying to Gordon words that came from nowhere else but from the love of Christ. Gordon, do you remember? Do you remember how we used to read that wherever two or more are gathered in Christ's name, that Jesus is there, right there. Remember? Gordon nodded slowly. So save me a seat, Gordon. And then the two of us together will know that Christ is with us. Where two or three are gathered in my name. And I promise you, Gordon, I promise, Jesus will take us from that place of death. And we will be with God forever. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. He's the only one who's been there. Baptized with the baptism of the cross, crucified, dead, and buried, he descended to the dead. God raised him up to a whole new creation. He is the author of that new, new creation because he did not count equality with God as something to be exploited. Rather, he served willingly, tirelessly, and with compassion that never flagged. That is who Christ is. And that is who we are called to be in our baptisms into Christ, marked with that very cross, imbued with the mind of Christ, dripping in the birth waters of the new creation. We are God's people. And the world's wounded are waiting for us to sit beside them in hell and wrestle with them, 
to whisper in their ears the promise that where two or three are gathered in Christ's name, there God is with us, for us. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me why. But the best seats in the house are not the luxury box seats where our every need is attended to. The best seats in God's ecology of relationships are the bleacher seats in the nosebleed section. It is the mind of Christ that will lead us there. And there is a world waiting for us to come and sit by them. And all the hell that surrounds them. And to be carried together into the arms of God. Forever. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.